Today, we are seeing the power of social proof, plus sales advice from a master and why the freemium model isn't going anywhere. All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Tuesday, November 5th. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, your daily subscription digest. Hey, G, when you're looking for a restaurant rec or a movie suggestion, where do you turn? I usually ask my cousin or my friends at work, but usually people that I talk to frequently. Because you trust their input, right? Exactly. It's the power of social proof. Yeah, and we know social proof, reviews, social likes, online mentions, and testimonials for products, services, brands. It has a powerful psychological effect on customers. And the team at Trustpilot researched how social proof influences a buyer's purchasing process and how you should leverage social proof in your marketing strategy. Yeah, they have an insanely in-depth piece on this. With the data to back it, they're going deep on highlighting trust signals, the most effective ones, at what stage of the buying process each is most effective, and the most effective location of each. Because they found an average of 66% of customers said the presence of social proof increased their likelihood to purchase a product. So we know social proof is effective, but what other findings does this highlight? Positive star ratings and reviews were the most important trust symbol. 82% said it made them more likely to make a purchase. Positive ratings and reviews on the homepage location were the trust signals most likely to drive customers to make a purchase at 86%. Positive star ratings and reviews on a product page were the second most likely, influencing 85% of customers. And customers apparently prefer different trust signals throughout the buying journey, so they break that down here too. To see which signals are considered most important to consumers and how the appearance of signals affects different demographics during the purchasing process, check out the full piece, which we'll link to in your subscriber newsletter. But now a bit for the sellers out there. Why do indie hackers give up on sales too soon? Is this some sort of riddle? No, it's not a riddle. James Yuri from Close thinks he knows what's holding you back. He was recently interviewed on season two of the Sales for Founders podcast, during which host Louis Nichols brings in sales and marketing experts and successful founders each week to drop their intel. And this episode in particular is a bit different because James isn't a founder. He's actually a full-time salesperson at Close, selling sales software to other sales teams. And he brings the sales insights we need, like when to utilize SMS for sales and how crucial it is to hyper-personalize your sales approach. Here's a clip from the interview. You need to realize that you also need to put in a lot of work to communicate with these people and do things that are hard, like call them, uh, get them on the phone, call them multiple times, um, get these conversations Have these conversations with these folks that you think are your ideal customer. It can't all be automated. You have to do the cold calls. You have to put in the time and effort to tailor each and every email to that specific business so that when they read that email, it doesn't feel like you just blasted them within a list of 300 other folks. Um, It actually feels like you took the time to understand their business and uh, communicate Um, the problem that you're solving, and how they might perceive value in that. Because they know sales can be a beautiful beast. I was just thinking, you know, in in the Sales Founders course, it's it's something that people get so surprised by. They think that sales should be be easy, right? People will just (laughs) 
uh, you know, you just tell them how great your product is. And of course they're going to want it. If, if it's a good fit for them, of course they're going to want it. And I, something I say is, you know, if you have time, try reaching out to a hundred people and try getting them to take $50 from you. You're not selling them anything. You're just selling them $50 for free and try, try getting a hundred people to agree to give you their payment details to give them $50 for free. No catch. It's, it's ridiculous how hard it is. And then think you're actually trying to get money from them. Right? Seeing people do that and just realize, oh, wow, even like the best possible case where I'm asking for nothing and I'm giving them free money, it's still ridiculously hard to get anyone to say yes. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Uh, yeah, that is spot on. That is spot on. Yeah, even in an instance where you're trying to give them money, it's still hard to get them to say yes. So sales is going to be that much more, that much harder when you're trying to take money from them. Absolutely. It takes so much time. It takes so much effort. You've got to figure out how to communicate value. Um, and, and solve problems effectively. Up next, a detailed report on freemium. But first, Grace breaks down the basics. Grace here with recurring rhetoric that you need to know. Today's word is freemium. Free plus premium equals freemium. Freemium is more than just a word. It's an acquisition model where basic services are offered for free, but then you can pay to upgrade for more services. By opening up your product for free, you can improve monetization. You can get customers through the door, they get their toes wet with your product, and then decide next steps. And those next steps are often where you can charge. So think of Spotify. You can try it for free and you can certainly keep it free as long as you're cool with ads interrupting your workout jams, but the premium option is just a little sexier with no ads and an offline music option. So with freemium, the power is in the customer's hands, but the idea here is that they'll fall so head over heels for the free version, they'll feel so enticed to pay for the premium. That's freemium for you. If you want more SaaS pricing and subscription terminology, head to priceintelligently.com backslash dictionary. Happy subscribing. Uh, our good friend, Freemium, a topic that in this industry we know is not going anywhere. And we're of the camp that freemium is great for customer acquisition, but far from a revenue model. And our ProfitWell cohorts studied 1,000 SaaS and subscription companies to break this idea down. My views on freemium have evolved a lot. I have definitely written posts on like why you shouldn't do free, but the reason was less about like it's not a good strategy and it's more about I think a lot of people, what they do, especially with their pricing models, is they're just like, cool. Here's, here's free. That's our pricing. And I think the thing that we miss is that freemium is not a revenue model. It's an acquisition model. Yeah. So the way you have to think about freemium is like a premium ebook, like a print, like it's an offer, like, right. And so it's open the top of the funnel. That's what you're supposed to do with free. And there's a lot of implications that we'll get into the rest of the time today. But like, that's, that's the big misconception about free is that it is, it is used to acquire customers and to own the lead. Um, and that's the big thing that you were advocating for back then. Yeah. You want to get as many customers as you possibly can as fast as possible. Totally. There's no other model that'll get you them faster than freemium because people love free stuff. Like it's that, yeah. it's that absurdly simple. Freemium is more than likely going to stick around for quite some time. Customer acquisition costs keep rising, but for the free folks at a much lower rate. But is the SaaS world ready for freemium to reign as king as far as revenue goes? Not so much. It's hard enough for some to make a sales conversion of the traditional way. Regardless, freemium is here to stay in some capacity. Here's a clip from the ProfitWell report on why. Freemium is an acquisition model, not a revenue model. 
That's something that we've been preaching for a long time now because too many people think freemium is part of their pricing strategy. Even so, the debate whether or not you should have a free product or you shouldn't ever go after a free product has been raging for multiple cycles over the past couple of decades. Based on the data, freemium will be a pillar of everyone's growth strategies in the future. This doesn't mean you'll have to have a free plan related to your current product, but you'll still have some element of free. For this episode in its entirety and all data cuts, I'll send a link in your subscriber newsletter. Today's subscription rundown is wrapped. Before you go, though, a look into ProfitWell Report. You've got the questions. How does found asleep affect company growth? How do you increase expansion revenue quickly? How do discounts impact growth? And we have the data. We're going to look at the data from roughly 400 subscription companies. We should understand what's good expansion revenue from a benchmark perspective. The ProfitWell Report. That's it for your November 5th episode of Recur Now. If you are not on the list to receive daily episodes, head to recurnow.com for free daily intel. And if you have news you want to share from product launches to webinar drops, send me a note at abby at recurnow.com and we will see how we could spread the word.